Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. Kalina's going ninja, meaning she might be on this episode. Or she may not. You know how that goes if you listen to the show. Uh, but shout out to Kalina. We're doing big things for 2020. So many things being finalized and done to have the new year ready. So have your wallets ready. And we'll have some interesting things coming down the pike. So, But we're excited because one of the MCs that really caught our attention this year and, and slowly building his his audience, his sound, his name is a, a cat from Syracuse, New York. And what's interesting about uh, B.A. Bad is that how many people offline, fans of the show, people who follow me, has been telling me I got to check this out. And when I see a lot of that kind of traffic, I go check it out. That's how I know the impact is being made. Sometimes and the game is so big that you don't catch everyone. And that's not an insult. You just can't catch everything. But when your audience is telling you, oh, check this out, check this out, you have to check it out. I have to go out of my way to do it. And man, me and Kalina were... were Excited because there's so much potential here to add another quality MC to the game. Welcome to the show, BA Bad. BA Bad, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to be here, man. Finally was able to make it, get this thing popping. Take three, but we got it. Uh, the bad guys here, the bad boys here, man. Yeah, it's been an interesting year for you. You you have dropped some some singles. You you've definitely had the artwork uh, project out earlier. Hip hop has is is a wonderful place. We just got the Rock Marcy. We got the Griselda stuff at the end of the year. Really opening the door for 2020 for a lot of MCs and a lot of producers. Is this a is 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 hip hop in a great place right now? Yo, me and uh, my manager Puzzle, we talk about this all the time. Shout out Puzzle. I feel like Shout out to Puzzle and the Diggers. I feel like hip hop is is at like like you know how they say like you know the '90s maybe the golden era. I feel like right now it's at one of the best places ever been because you don't have radio or TV dictating what you're hearing. It's like if you want to hear some great party music, you can go find it. You want to hear some great lyrical music. You can go find it. You just want to hear something to ride to. You can go find it, and you play. You create your playlist. You don't need MTV or BET or the radio station to give you what it is. You know what I'm saying? I and that's this era right here. You know what I mean? Because there's some great artists out there doing every part of hip hop at this moment. That's a wonderful thing about hip hop is now that we have. I've been saying this for a few episodes now. There's like subgenres of hip hop. And you could like what you like, and you don't have to like certain subgenres of hip hop. If you like the mumble stuff, great. If you don't, fine. If you like the trap sound, that's fine. If you don't, that's cool too, because hip hop is now bigger. Um, how do you, when you're thinking about your craft, possibly even selling your craft to kind of like get beer money or even house money? The game is still at a place, at least in this stage, if you're not like on a bigger market where you still have to balance life, your needs, 
versus getting this rolling in this new era of hip hop. How much is that a struggle for you in, in, in the game right now? Or is that something that just fuels you in creating the best possible product? Uh, it's both. It's both because, I mean, when you're doing this for real and you're trying to put your best foot forward, it costs money. Like, it's no way to get around it. Like, you want quality artwork, want your project to sound real good, videos, promotes, like, all that costs money. So you're not really making no money off it in the beginning. You got to find a way to budget, paying rent, taking care of your responsibilities, living your life so that you can enjoy life and investing into your craft. So, um... Me, I'm I'm always been a person on the hustle, on the hustle and bustle. So just that right there fuels me to just like grind hard and like and just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like if I feel like, oh, either it's either get my physicals printed up or I don't know, buy this new pair of jeans, I'm just gonna work harder the week before so I can do both. You know what I mean? I'm gonna find a way to to do to, to make both happen because I don't wanna go without one or the other. I mean. Yeah, and I think that's important for anyone who listens to the show and loves this new renaissance of the golden age. A lot of these cats do work nine to fives overnight yeah. to sustain it. And so when we say consider buying it, that's why we say it. But we can have this wonderful music. Hey, we I spend most of my day listening to music. So the least I could do is, is give 30 bucks to Rock Marcy to... to to support, right? Now, if you do streaming services, that's all good. No one's knocking right. that. Um, but if you could buy, they get a bigger chunk right off right off the gate. When did hip hop for you become something when what was your introduction to hip hop? Because for me, I'm a little older, I'm I'm about to be 40, and I just remember hearing the weirdest song called Pop Pop Goes the Weasel, old 80s, mid-80s song. I'm like, what is this? And from there it led into like Run DMC, LL Cool J. Uh, Jungle Brothers, things like that, and eventually in my teenage years, Wu Tang, which was I, I was obsessed with, and the whole Queens Big Movement. What was that song that you can remember? Like, yo, what is this? This is this is that captivated you, your imagination. It was uh, it was Puff Daddy and Mace, um, 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 was it uh, to the edge? Lose my mind, I can't lose my head. Ha 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 ha! It's like it's Yo, I remember being like, I probably was like second, third grade, and I was uh, it was this, this girl. She was older than me. She probably was like sixth grade, seventh grade. She lived next door to my grandmother's house, and so I used to be over there sometimes. And I remember being in her room, and she watching MTV, and that song coming on, and I was just like seeing them in the desert, seeing Mace with the. With the with the with the fitted on and the, uh, I think and the it's, gold, it's been around the world. Been around the world, Jesus head on, and I'm like, yo, like it just looked at like crazy. And then I remember I went to my mom. I didn't even know the. I just knew who Mace was, and I knew like it was Puff Daddy Mace. I went to my mom. I'm like, mom, can you get me the CD? And she didn't know what song it was. So Mace had just dropped Harlem World, so she bought me Harlem World for Christmas. And I mean, basically, that song's not on Harlem World. Yeah, but that was my first rap CD that I ever had. And I knew that shit from front to back. Like I was in third grade rapping Mace 
front to back like it was nothing. You know what I mean? That was my introduction. Mace is the introduction yeah. to be a bad, and that's not. There's some slack on Mace, but I never understood it. I think that he had a lane, and it was very different than what was going on in that time. So I can understand why people would hear it. But the bad boy movement was huge. Like it was, it really pushed the culture. Like they're living off that money now. It, it opened my eyes to all. Like from Mace became the Locks, Black Rob, and then you know listening to Mace album, I heard Jay Z on his album, yeah. so I went to listen to Jay Z. And then I then he became my favorite rapper. And then you know what I'm saying, and then I listened to DMX because he was on the album. So it was like, you know, even though, you know, Mace get his slack because of the whole God thing and him leaving out of hip hop and all that, but we gotta be honest. In 9-7, Mace was that boy. Mace and, had it tough too, because you're talking about Mace became the new face of Bad Boy once Big was gone. And that's yeah. not an easy thing to sell. And to have people win over it. So that transition from Big to Mace as the number one person on the label. Because Kreb Mack at that point flopped. He flopped. Let's just put it yeah. out there. Don't get mad at me because I said it. He flopped. He had a good song, but he didn't reach Big and, and Puffy just whatever. I don't know. Maybe he was ghostwriting. Who knows? But Craig wasn't it. The R&B was doing fine. But Puff wanted to be a rap. Wanted to do the rap thing. So Mace was a charismatic for everybody type MC but to carry the mantle for big, that was a tall, tall order. And I think he did good for the first three, four years. It wasn't it wasn't bad. And of course, one of the greatest beats of all time came from that era when you talk about all about the Benjamins. Like who wouldn't take Yo. that beat? It's, Crazy. It's hard, grimy, and yet you can move to it. Yo, you know what's so crazy about that? I was thinking the other day. On that song. You had Seek Looch. Yes. On a single. Like, like, like it was Looch, like, going Luch, in on that. Styles, dude. Kim. Like, no, no, Styles wasn't on it. Styles was wasn't it on it. It was, was Jada. It? it was Jada, okay. One it of them was on but, but you think about that whole era because it was it wasn't just that 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 one Mason Diddy song. It was that song. It was a joint with them and Mariah. It was yes. all about the Benjamins. It was it was just so much. And me, I didn't know. I just said Mace. I was really in, I was really like engulfed with the whole bad boy movement because it was like I like, yo, these dudes was wearing they was popping champagne and hopping out of Benzes and shiny suits. And at third grade, I'm like, what, seven years old? Like all that shit is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like it, it, it's captivated. The visuals are captivating. And Diddy was just on hit streaks, bro. Like, that's, like, that's, like, I love my underground. So I love my crime app and all that. Stuff. And what happened with others is really the way yeah. they did that album, the way they presented that album, and the way it sounded that grimy, they didn't sell out at all. Legendary. And if it Great. sells well, that opens the door for everyone. So, Puff did something revolutionary. He took the grimy sound and just flipped it to a new sound. He got some hate from it, but universally, looking back at it, it was just good hip-hop music. How is it any different than any house hip-hop music that where we started from was always my thinking. Hip-hop started in house parties. It was meant to move and shake. And that's all Yo, he was doing to the next level. You had the locks on a song with Mariah Carey. Yes. Like... I mean, come on. 
Styles yes. and Mariah. Styles coming on the joint like like the Styles to me is like yo, he's like one of my favorite rappers. Like I like my style is like Beanie Siegel, Jada Kiss, Styles P, like a little bit of Wayne here. Like it's mixed around, but definitely Styles and Beanie Siegel is like the two main ingredients to like, you know what I mean? And he was on the song Mariah at that time. Like I guess I, I, think, like, I think the real tough question that is is which one was better? Was Mariah and the Lock song better or Mariah Mariah and ODB? Because that was also like absurd. It shouldn't have worked. It absolutely worked, and I and I'm still convinced to this day that Method Man actually wasn't the biggest star in the group. It was always ODB. He's always had the biggest singles. He had the biggest singles in in the entire group. Now Method Man had All I Need the remix. He needed Puffy to get that radio single, but Shimmy Shimmy Y'all is one of the most popular Wu Tang songs. Brooklyn Zoo's right behind yeah. that. But his features with Mariah, uh, with Praz and Maya um, were are iconic and legendary. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I will always, if you disagree with me, at me, Crush a Lot Podcast Cheese. But I always thought the biggest star was Dirty. Dirty couldn't say that because you know what it is? Dirty had the look. He like, he stuck out just, you like, just standing in the, in the lineup. And he had that voice. And if he get emotion, he was taking the show. Yep. He was a showman, for sure. He was a showman. I don't know if that was him was or the dust. One of the two were the showman, for sure. Yo, I, I, I say this all the time. Hip-hop needs. We we miss out on your ODBs and your, your, your pimp Cs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like That shit was just real genuine. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't trying to be politically correct. It, it was what it was, you know what yes. I mean, and that's what I hope to bring back. I I hope I hope so. I I, I think you're, I think you're right. There's two things I would like to see in 2021. Someone being just be audacious, just just be absurd. It's okay. I, I'm not gonna. I don't care really what people say. I say as entertainment. I think the closest person to that because I've seen them live and I've heard enough stories about them to know they're very ODB ish. Is Al Divino. He's out his mind. And he's young, and he's he doesn't care, and I like that, and and he, I like my hip hop that way. The other one, the other thing I would like to see is where is the next trend gonna be? Like when Bone Thugs came out and they were they did their sound, it was so unique, it was captivating. And as an East Coast guy, I was like, I couldn't even deny it myself. Like, whoa, this right. they have something interesting. Their sound was different. Everything was different about them. It was just so wonderful. And they had a song with Mariah Carey as well. Um, yeah. So I'm looking for someone who wants to not go with the norm and like do something new and, and, and just try something new. Even if it's like misses, I would definitely support it if someone just throws something different. So I, I want to see some new things. Don't get stuck in your lane. Go for it. Go for it. I think that's important part. Right. Now, you just released your... Latest project, Everybody Eats Plate One. It's available right now on Bandcamp. Buy it, support it, share, all that good stuff. Talk about that project because you have a lot of wonderful features, great producers, and this is kind of like what's been building up from the beginning of the year to now. Um, yeah. How did the project come to be? What was that process like? 
Uh, honestly, like I was, I was in the middle of writing for. I got a project that's coming called Lost Arts, the follow up to artwork. You know what I mean? It's really ART, so it's ART work and then Lost ART. So I was in the process of doing that. Like I was fifty percent with that, and um, I came up with a. Uh, my man grabbed beats, which is flooding me with beats at the time. And my my artworks, my, my my ART projects, they have like a more of a zone out sound to it. You know what I mean? I'm real more, I like, those are like close to me because I'm real more, you know, introspective on, on my writing and whatever. But I just wanted just to rap. I'm like, yo, I just want to spaz on some shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, he was sending me some hard ass beats. And he sent me two beats. You know what I mean? The two beats he sent me was Coles, the one that's featuring Rome Streets, and Everybody East, the one that's featuring the machine. You know what I mean? So I have both of them at the same time. And I'm signed. It's crazy because I'm signing time. I'm, I'm at the same time I'm writing to both of them. Like while I'm at work in my head, like I'll write eight, 12 bars on one, I flip the song, go to the next one, go back and forth. And when I got them done. When I got my verses, I'm like, yo, first person that came to my mind was, was Conway. I'm like, yo, he, he, this sound like some shit he'll rap on. So I'm like, hmm. I'm just thinking in my head, thinking in my head, shot in the dark. I'm like, because I, I had a little relationship with him prior because I, I knew who he was. I reached out to him. We linked up. This before Griselda like, blew up anything like that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to holler at him, see if he'll hop on something. So I, I hit him. He was like, he was down with it. So now it was just picking which song, which one, because they both sound like he can hop on, but I ended up choosing that one. So once I chose that one, and I'm like, okay, I got the hook. Everybody eats. Plus, that's my that's my that's my motto. That's my my school of thought. My company, me and my guys, we started when I came home. I'm like, yo, you know what? Will be dope is. If I do a project and I got features on it, because my last project don't got no features on yeah, it. None. none of my seagulls had no features on it. And mostly I work by myself. I don't really like reach out and do stuff. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get some features on this project, incorporate people, or put us all at the table. So I reached out to Rome Streets, sent it to Rome. Rome hopped on it, no problem. And that was the start of that project. So then it was like, okay. I got the idea for it. I didn't even tell my, I didn't even tell Puzzle or nothing. I was like, let me just go and see what I can do. So then I just started like doing songs, reaching out. Yo, would you hop on this? And everybody was just showing love. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that just thing came together. But it was more so of, I didn't want to, I just wanted to rap. You know what I mean? I just wanted to rap. And I wanted to rap with other people that I respect they pin. And that, you know what I mean? Like, you could put it side by side. You can respect my pen because you respect his pen. But at the same time, I knew if if they respect me, they was going to try to go hard. And I respect them, so I'm going to try to go hard. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was it was just make the joints hard. You know what I'm saying? Make the joints good. Both of them did a great job. And I know from talking to Rome several times, that boy writes all the time. All the time. Yeah. I think he has more things unreleased than most people. And I don't think you'll ever see the light of day. It's just a part of his exercise. It's like just keep yeah. staying, staying sharp. 
And I, once again, if you haven't listened to the album, hit the links below. It's right there. You don't got to leave. Just hit the link right there. Go check it out to see exactly what we're talking about. And if you do enjoy it, consider buying it, share, and all that good good stuff. One of the things I've, I've, I've learned now that I've talked to MCs and producers in the process, and, and I say that because, you know, there's things coming out in the first quarter of next year that the Crush A Lot will be putting out. Now, I've learned that when you have features, some people, some MCs, I won't say who, at least not on this episode, but I will eventually, um, really want verses that are not better than theirs on their projects. I've learned that that's a real thing. Like, I've learned from talking to people, negotiating people for our own project that we're putting out that they don't want anybody, they want to pick the beat first, they want to have a lot of these, all these other weird things, and I kind of understand in one point, and then in the other side, it's like, man, you really want to just be the highlighted versus everyone when you're picking beats and people who you work with how important is the relationship and and like just like everybody eats mentality and has that been an issue for you obviously we're not looking to blast no one so we don't need no names but i've doing this project for a few months i'm like yo some of you cats are not nice cool kids like you're not like you're really out for yourself which i get it and i support it in some ways but like it's really could be hyper competitive right 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 for me i don't i want the best out of you i don't you know what i mean because at the end of the day what 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 good is it if i shine and you don't like we want the best record because I, I i mean i'm competitive but my listener gotta enjoy what they're hearing as well so i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick production i feel like you're gonna get off on you know what i'm saying and i want you to come out like one thing about me is I'm not gonna rewrite my verse. Would you get and and you get in my verse first? So everything you heard on there, no, everybody LL heard. Me. You're not giving no one the LL treatment. Oh, I heard this cannabis nah. verse, so now I gotta go in harder. You're not doing that. All right, good. Nah, nah, because I'm I'm making it fair for you. At the end of the day, I send you my verse with the beat. Now you write to that. You know what I'm saying? If you if you go harder on me than it, that's that's cool. If you can't keep up, then that's cool too. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I want the best out of whoever I'm doing a song with. I ain't, I ain't, I don't play those games. But but dudes do. They be scared. Some dudes yes. be scared. They records. And what they do is when you do reach out to them, their way of trying to get away from it, they'll be like, they'll try to throw a price that you know they're not worth. Yes. So you be like, like, why would I pay you that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do it for this. Like, I'm not about to pay you. Like, you you're not worth that. One, you know what I'm saying? Pay the MC. Two, pay the producer. Make sure you do that. If they want to give, but you I will. Love. If Listen, they want to give you love on the strength, that's fine. That's love on the. If strength. I want you, if I really want you on the record, I pay. Don't yes. get me wrong. If if I if a singer and I want the singer and he say my price is this, I pay. You feel yes. me? Because I'm about creating the art. Me too. But at the end of the day, don't know where you at. And some people know where they at, but they know if they throw a number out there that's a little high, that you know you're not worth that. And if I feel you're not worth it, I'm not going to pay you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm not saying to say I paid for some verses. You know what I'm saying? Because 
I'm a, I'm a charge. You get what I'm saying? Yep. When, when I, when I, time is money. I invest money into this. I want to see something out of it. But at the same time, it'd be a respectable charge. You know what I mean? It would be a, we need you know, to keep so, the, the ecosystem that we're doing needs to be maintained and observed and respected, right? And that's like behind the scenes stuff with people. We probably lost the audience at this point. But hey, this is a part of the hip hop game that people trip up over a lot is just how to handle these business. But I think like the fact that West Side Gun had let SD Nack do his own thing by himself on his album. Is is that's the kind of hip hop and community that I want to be a part of. That is the experience I had at the su supply and demand show that happened here in New York, or uh, that top uh, premium, the wonderful folks over there did, and that was the vibe I got. Like no one was there to, everyone was there to, as a community and letting everyone get shine, um, and that was kind of like the people we vibe with. Um, you and a bunch of like uh, YL, uh, Stalker. These guys are just generous people. Smooth, another one. Daniels on Future Wave. They're just very generous uh, people. They're not the people you could like push over because I don't, they're not like that whatsoever. But like they get what's going on in a way that is really inviting to this new community of this new golden era that we're both excited about and that you're now cementing your flagging as one of the people you need to pay attention to. 2020 is right around the corner. What do you have? We have the, we have everybody eats available now. Plate one makes me think there's a plate two, a dessert, some, some, some after dinner sex tape coming out. What is going on that I could get more excited about because now you have my attention. What's 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 on the menu? Man, we got we got a lot going on. Um, as far as another everybody eats, one, you know, one thing I learned about doing projects with features is you be at the mercy of the other MC in their time. You know what I'm saying? So it, I I literally when I dropped my singles, I dropped a single in like June, dropped one in July. Everybody eats is supposed to come out in August. That's why if you listen to the production, it's more up tempo. I wanted to catch the summertime because I wanted people to ride through, bang out. You know what I mean? Listen, there is did, but, there is a such thing as winter hip hop. Right, right, right. So it didn't make it to that because I had to wait for verses to come through, whatever. You know what I mean? But um, but was following up. Well, but back to my train of thought. Excuse me. Uh, so, so now how I'm doing my everybody eats is I'm a, I'm a continue to work on them, but they're not going to be like a, Oh, this going to come out in July, June. It's really when I get enough records together and I can comprise a project, then I announce that one is coming, but I got an EP with my man, Moff, Mafiosa. I mean, he has a project out right now called the ghost of, but me and him along with graph wise, we coming together, all three of us, so we're going to put out a project called Dirty Revolver. You know what I mean? Six shots. It's going to be hard. Um, I got my own producer. He also produced on my project, Everybody Eats. His name is really him. Uh, he's out of Syracuse. And uh, me and him got a few EPs that we working on. Uh, one in particular is called Trump Era. It's a concept project. And... Um, you know, that's that's that one is going to be uh, it's going to mean a lot more to me because 
I'm getting into another space as an artist as far as my pen game of telling a story of uh, just putting everything together for for the for the listener. You know, not so much as going hard, not so much as just doing what I do. Cause writing about the streets and writing about the shit is easy to me. Like I could do that shit all day long. But when I really wanna get on my Nas, my you know, my real MC shit and really, you know, Weave you a know story, connect. Bring the listener in repay right, replay right. value. What did he say? Oh, that's what he meant. Is that what Glacier Ice really was? They were talking about guns? Yes, 20 years later, they were talking about guns. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're going to do in that project. So literally for 2020, I probably got about four four in me that you're going to get. You know, Lost Art, my joint with Really Him. Really Him going to come. Me and, me and Really Him dropping the EP real soon. Like the, the, the digital release for Everybody Eats come out January 24th. It'll be on all streaming platforms January 24th. So y'all see the link. Make sure y'all pre-save it. So y'all, but don't wait. Go get it in Bandcamp right now. Go get that Bandcamp as well. But a little bit after that, me and really him coming with something special. And then everything else is going to flow. And by this time next year, Lost ART should be out because it's more of that hoodie season music. Yeah, let's, so, get, let's get you and your whole team on the show. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking it out. We're just really trying to get people excited for this wonderful hip-hop renaissance is happening no matter what age you are there's something there for you we're not gonna knock what you like i don't do that here um i don't just let at me crush a lot of cheese at me tell me what you're listening to i'll definitely check it out hit the links below check out be a bad right now go check out everybody eats over in Bandcamp. pre-save it if you're you know apple spotify if you do all those pre-save for early january or pre-save it but don't wait I, I say go get it it's definitely worth your time i highly recommend it we do plan to do a 10 minute review me and sir Lev, they will be reviewing this album we're going to be dropping it right before the digital releases for you get our full thoughts we don't do the same day Reviews, we don't do weekend reviews. We wait and we, we let that album sink in. And if if we're still listening to it two or three months from now, that means a lot to us in this day, in the age of how we consume music. So we're coming from a different perspective. So if you feel like we're a little late on the reviews, that's on purpose, bro. That's on purpose. So be patient. We got everybody there. Um, BA Bad, we appreciate your time. Um, shout out to everyone who who looked for me at the supply and demand show over, over and over at our Barwise over in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, and 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 stay tuned. Me and Kalina and Sir Love got our own project uh, coming out in the first quarter. Um, no pre-orders. Okay. You don't worry about the pre-orders. There be no pre-orders. It's day one deliveries. Um, and you're going to get some of the best MCs in the game. Danielson, Stalker, Smooth, Estinac, a bunch of people. We'll, we'll give you a, that's yeah. a little taste right now, and you'll get production from Future Wave, Farmer, B-Top, Goblin, um, just to name a few. So I'm going to keep it right there. That's the little teaser. I won't say more than that, but just know it's coming. And, you know, I think people are going to be very, very happy. And we'll see where it goes. And we'll, we'll connect with BA Bad in the future when we start pulling these series together. Good, sir. I appreciate your time. Crush a lot podcast. Everybody eats. Hit the links below. Catch our bitches later. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.